Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one minute at a time. I'm Norman Mitchell. And I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Murrin Kennedy and Jessa Lowe from Point Break Minute. Hello. Hello. It's great to have you guys back. Uh, good to be here. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 29, which begins with uh, our trio continuing to run into the sunset. As the music and... reaches its peak. Yes. And ends with uh, Mary saying, talk to each other, in reference to the trees and the old forest, and rumors about them being able to move mm-hmm. and whisper. Our first inklings of the Ents. Well, is move is next min- minute. Ah, it is. It cuts off right. right before that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the first inkling of the Ents, the first mention of what they might be. In the movie, mm-hmm. here on the the borders of Fangorn yeah. Forest. Yeah, the the story of the Ents thrown into a very you know kind of exposed in a very dire situation. Right. It's uh it's it's fairly eloquently done by uh by Mariadoc there, but um it's it, it seems I, I had the thought of like well, there, is this the time for this story? <laughs> I I guess it's like it's it's come up at this point, but it's like he gets into it and it's like they're. They have other things to worry about besides talking trees right now. So uh, my my notes for this minute uh, include a couple of a uh, couple of things about the production of it, which is that this is a this camp scene is a studio set with Fangorn Forest, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was a this whole sequence with the Urukai the camp was uh, originally two scenes, and they kind of cut it all back together into one long one. From here until uh, the Rohirrim appear, which is a little later. But originally it was going to be two separate camps. So this whole part uh, with them getting rest and building and getting some wood was originally one camp scene. And then there was going to be some more running. And then we're going to get a second camp scene when the Rohirrim attack to show more time passing. Oh, I see. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But they ultimately decided that that was unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, and they did some reshoots and some pickups with Mary and Pippin and added this conversation and pickups. Oh, nice. To kind of bridge the two scenes that they had shot. I mean, it is definitely good to bring up the the Ents early on. I mean, you, you know, move, rules of screenwriting, and, uh, setting it up, you have to set things up. So Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right. Trees can talk. They do funny things. And then a few minutes, like five or ten minutes from now, we're going to be Treebeard. Yeah. I always thought this conversation was also in reference to um, the old man Willow stuff in the book in yeah. Fellowship. It all, yeah, it also kind of like brings that to the mind of the the viewer, right? And especially where old man Willow and stuff isn't in the Fellowship, right? And then we also get an actual reference to old man Willow in this movie later, mm-hmm. in the extended, but not in the theatrical. But this conversation they have is in the theatrical, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So there you go. It is. So this uh, this kind of prefiguring of the Ents is in the theatrical as well. And it ultimately it is kind of necessary to set them up before you just see Treebeard and like, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, why can the tree like talk? Right. And then your casual viewer is just like, what the hell is that? Because yeah. <laughs> so many people must have gone and seen these, seen these movies that had no idea. 
Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. And, then, and that was part of, I think, their, in making them, they had to have known that, you know, we're not, we don't want to just aim this at, you know, the, the devoted fan, but we want to mm-hmm. get more people on board and have it be, you know, a successful movie that millions of people will see. Yeah. Right. Mark, uh, Mark Ordesky talks about, uh, throughout the commentary of this, this film, uh, how hard it was to make sure that things were set up without being confusing for the theatrical yeah. edition the theatrical version of the movie um last week we talked about they had did some in that regard uh but the ends are like another thing where it's like you got to make sure they're set up so that audiences are confused mm-hmm. and then you got to continue to set up like the building tension to uh helm's deep and you got to keep going back to frodo and sam right and you can't confuse your audience so like they've they struggled a lot with test screenings of getting the pacing of the theatrical version of this movie right mm-hmm. I-, I love the the cockney orcs I, the orcs um we yeah. there's some more lines in the next minute but yeah we ain't going no further till we've had a breather i just love the basis right. in reality that is you yeah know. even they get tired yeah. um, just like the they're it's, it's the orc lines a lot of them just make me laugh and i mm-hmm. they're some of the mo- more uh quoted lines of this that i do and like given what you're looking at and what they are they just feel so out of place and yet <laughs> yeah and yet they yeah. work because they just look like a tired rundown rural army <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah they, they set them up as these very very scary force to be reckoned with but then like a lot of their lines are just are comedy lines mm-hmm. which i enjoy quite a bit and that's that's a peter jackson thing oh yeah uh-huh 100%. I'm 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 sure that he wrote most of these orc lines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My favorite little factoid about this minute is the um the orcs that are or the urukai that are chopping at the trees are like what did you say? They're like, they're like champion championship like lumberjack. Yeah, like oh, speed nice. speed wood wood choppers. <laughs> like oh, the, the, the the shirtless orcs that are chopping are champion lumberjacks. <laughs> So and they they made them axes that looked orcish, but were real and would work and were balanced the same weight as like a regulation competition woodcutting axe. And then they're so every, just like, All everything right, in these movies has to be, even the chop the two second chopping wood montage has to be as good as it can possibly be, and that's <laughs> something you got to respect. And I think that's so like interesting. Like they went out and found champion lumberjacks to chop wood I quickly. I wasn't even aware that there was like a lumberjack championship. I mean, oh, yeah. there's regional things, yeah, you know. I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, we live not too far from where the Redneck Olympics happen. Oh boy! So <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the orcs chopping wood gave me flashbacks to Warcraft. <laughs> Must gather more resources. <laughs> Something need doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I played so much Warcraft 3. Why are these orcs shirtless? I don't know. They, <laughs> they don't look anything not? like the other Urukai. Yeah. They gotta, they gotta show off their man flesh. <laughs> That's what you you smell, apparently. And it seems like with the orcs, like, it's kind of half and half. Like, they have, like, shrivelly orcs, and then they have, like, orcs with the bods of 1950s, like, masculine heroes. Like, that kind of well, puffy Yeah, that's, they're the orcs, and then they're the Urukai, oh, okay. which are the half-orc, half-elf. Um, those are the shrivelly ones. Those are the... Um, those are, like, no, the, the you, stacked you should, you should explain it. I they're, like, half-orc, half-man hybrids. Yeah. Because, because orcs, orcs are originally corrupted elves. Yes, that's... I, I, I caught myself on that. I was like, yeah. hang on. 
I'm not getting that right. Yeah, so, so they're, they're yeah, bigger. the urukai are the ones that um, have like all the the rippling muscles and, and the, the long luxurious hair are orcs. Yeah, although they they do have receding hairlines as well, which they, they, they don't in fellowship, and we we talked about that oh. as well. Weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, that uh, the longer that they're alive and the more they're exposed to the sun, the more their bodies deteriorate. Oh, oh. that's yeah. that's neat. Like across all the movies, <laughs> the more like mutated and gross all the orcs get because they can be out in the sun unlike regular orcs but they it's still it's not easy um, for them yeah yeah i just imagine all these orcs running around with parasols <laughs> yeah, yeah why not just like you know put a hood over that head those little hats that have umbrellas attached to them yeah yeah, yeah. just like a rainbow you know mm-hmm. the red white yellow yeah <laughs> Oh, man. The silly little rain hats. Just all the Urukai wearing those silly little rain hats. Dude, yes. Or they're all dressed like the Gorton's fishermen. Yes, with like the orange or the yellow uh, raincoat. Yeah. And the big galoshes. Yeah. Just like high step in it. And the fisherman hat. (laughs) And like the hat comes all the way down to the collar. Yeah. Are there women orcs? Because they would be wearing like bonnets and things. Uh, I guess quite a few of the orc extras were ladies, actually. So they're in there. Female in canon, or are they just actors? Just just ladies in prosthesis. Yeah. So are there only male orcs then? We don't know. Oh, I mean, okay. they they bur- they're birthed out of the ground. I feel like they don't even have well, a sex. The are. So the yeah, are the like are birthed out of ground. So I don't think the urukai even have a sex. The urukai yeah. are just the urukai. Yeah. Um, orcs. Yeah, they they must. They they breed. They have they have children. There are young orcs and old orcs. Ew. You orklings, orklings. Yeah. The 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 orc. I mean, we. I guess we do see a little bit of it, especially in the next minute. But the orc versus urukai politics must be interesting, right? Like, and we get know. to um, in the next minute, uh, we see a Moria orc, a Mordor orc, and an urukai. What? Yep. Oh wow! Wow. All working together. Yep. All working together for the greater all, evil. All orc, just orking around. <laughs> just orking. <laughs> It's all that teamwork. Oh my god, that was that was a stretch. <laughs> yeah, this is a. Uh, all there really is going on here is Pippin is scared of whatever sound the trees are making, mm-hmm. and Mary Aww. tries to soothe him with a, a fairy tale that might not necessarily be soothing. No, it seems like that would be more scared of the the noises after that story. But he seems very, uh, I like the way Mary sort of gets into it. Is he's um, he seems very kind of just in wonder about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's magical. They're, even even though they're um, you know being been captured by scary orcs, there's Mary is still kind of in wonder of the adventures they're having. Like, mm-hmm. right? Where was my question? Like, whenever I see this or like think about this very hard, this particular moment is. Where was this like fairy tale nature reverent Mary when they were in Rivendell or Lothlorien? Yeah. Hmm. Well, because we don't really get a whole lot of them in either of their, right. those places. But like, where was where was this part of Mary's character when he was in those very natural connected parts of the story so far? Probably just sitting under a tree. Yeah, but we don't get any of it. No, I know. And it makes me sad. It's hard when your movie has like twelve main characters. Pshaw, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's so much like going on. Eight, you know, tenth build uh, character. Um, but yeah, it, it would have been nice to like have that be a running trait for Mary that he's mm-hmm. kind of just like, 
even when he's scared or you know lost he feels in awe of uh of the world he's in because this is by far like the scariest most surreal thing that these two have been involved in oh yeah yeah easily there's like they were out of their element before and now they're kidnapped Mm -hmm. yeah and mary has a mysterious head wound Maybe the head wound's getting to him. Maybe. The head wound knocked some childhood fairy tales loose. Yeah. I mean, the old forest is on the the edges of Buckland, so of course he knows all these stories. Yeah. Makes sense. We've seen these, you know, in the previous movie at this point, but I still love those clasps they Mm -hmm. have for their cloaks. Mm -hmm. They're so cool. Yeah. Their cloaks that make no sense with their backpacks. Yeah. Yeah. That's like an ongoing thing with us because I don't know how Sam or Frodo's backpack works with their cloaks because they're not bunched up under the straps and they don't seem to have lower straps. It's very concerning. Yeah. But <laughs> we're on a quest well, to figure it out. It, making it look right before the shot, shot starts every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> they're magic. They're magic. They're Magical magic. hobbit backpacks. Yes. Doesn't make any that would be, sense. That would be something a hobbit would, would like. If a hobbit had magic, they would like. Just make a backpack that works really well. That's it. That that's it. When Gandalf says, food. when Gandalf says in the first movie, you can learn all there is to know about hobbits. What backpack engineering? Right. You can learn all there is to know about hobbits, and yet after a hundred years, they can still, still surprise, surprise you. you yeah. He discovers that they have magical backpacks, which is something yes. he did not know before. <laughs> they yeah. they have oh, magic yeah. only related to storage on their back. Yes. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it's just like the TARDIS. You can fit anything into it. And yeah, like bag it's of just holding. Like, it's something yeah. we've always had. <laughs> and Gandalf is like, how? <laughs> I don't know. Just, just, can't, you, I, can't you do that, Gandalf? Like, can't, no. can't you just fill a container with with ten times how it appears? Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I really can't. <laughs> I, I really can't, Frodo. It's just, I, I, I thought that everyone could do this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, Frodo! Just trans-dimensional <laughs> and, backpacks, and they just and they just hang on without having to be fully strapped. They just they just hold you ever so lovingly. Maybe it's Velcro. It's just Velcro. The hobbits have Velcro. They never make your shoulders ache. <laughs> just distributes the weight very nicely. It's perfect. This backpack always weighs ten pounds. It's a feat of engineering. Yeah. <laughs> we figured it out. Nice. That's what Gandalf discovered. Magic Hobbit mm-hmm. backpacks. I thought Gandalf discovered that Frodo had willpower, but okay. <laughs> yeah, he always knew that about hobbits. Uh, I think that yeah, I think that covers us. Uh. <laughs> we are in tangent land. Uh, so, if you want to join some discussion about what we've been talking about, uh, or the movies in general, or the books, or memes, or what have you, yeah. Hobbit backpacks, you can go to the Facebook listener group which is Fellowship of the Mike. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us, and if you'd be so kind, you could leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks again for joining us, guys. It's been great to have you. Thanks Absolutely. for having us. Glad to be on the unexpected journey with you. Aw, yay. Aww. And uh, I hope everyone has a great rest of their Thursday, and we'll be back tomorrow for Minute 30. Feel so accomplished when we get to a multiple 10. Thank <laughs> you.